Welcome to The Pain Podcast, where we open the conversation regarding living and thriving with chronic pain. My name is Zoha. And I'm Chris. And we're going to be joined by a new and exciting guest every episode to discuss their incredible work in a world of chronic pain. We are joined today by Dr. Callie Seaman, who works with MedCan Support as a scientific lead helping children with refractory epilepsy and patient journeys with medicinal cannabis. We're going to be hearing about Callie's journey with MedCan, as well as working with PLEA, a patient-led engagement for access, along with what she's learned from her years of experience in the world of medical cannabis as both a professional and as a patient. So hello, Callie. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. It's fabulous to be here today. Thanks so much for joining us. Please could you start by just telling us a little bit about your work? So I do a number of different things. I work, um, as you mentioned, with MedCan Support, which is a community interest company who supports families with children with factory epilepsy and helping those families to really understand how cannabis can be one of the tools they can use in treating epilepsy. Myself, I'm also a patient who suffers from epilepsy and used cannabis for 25 years to help control my seizures. And I've seen the benefits with so many other friends through their journeys with pain, with depression and with anxiety. I'm also lucky enough to work with licensed producers doing research into how the plant produces secondary metabolites that we use in the products that many people consume. So you've told us a lot about what you do. You work on the production side of the cannabis, but you also work with the patients as well. How did you first get into this line of work? Well, it actually started when I was 15 um, and I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, And my father was forward enough thinking to actually introduce me to cannabis. Um, And that's how it really started. So I was actually able, through what he was doing, learn about the plant and then get a private prescription uh, when the law actually changed two years ago and went through that whole process. Having epilepsy myself, um, I was approached by um, Matt Hughes and Hannah Deakin to help form MedCan support and actually just help to educate about the, the different compounds within cannabis, how complex it was. To actually talk about things like the THC, CBD, um, CBC, all the many different cannabinoids and the terpenes as well, how it's not just an individual compound, an isolate that is what is needed, which quite often people think, oh, CBD, this on its own will be the cure. It's a whole array of compounds. And this is where we're helped to educate on things like what a full plant extract is. Um, so that's that's kind of what I, I do uh, with the American support. So you've spoken a lot about the different components of medical cannabis, and it's something that the scientists of medical cannabis are only just discovering now. So it's difficult for patients to even know about what they all mean. How do you use MedCan support to get to educate patients? You do it through a couple of ways. So we we put uh, regular webinars on and talk to specialists around the world. So we talk to many over in Canada, those that have been, that seem to be, way ahead of us here in the UK. We speak to uh, scientists from Israel as well, and we have uh, all of these on our actual uh, webinars that we do. Uh, Then we'll also have the the website, which if anybody's interested is medcansupport.com. We're also supporting the families and through 
you know, what they're experiencing and bringing other families together so that they can support one another through their journey. And cannabis isn't always for everyone. Um, but what we, we try to do at MedCan Support is to really educate them to understand them so they can use it safely. You mentioned something about terpenes and THC and cannabinoids and some other compounds. What does that mean for patient use? These are all the active ingredients in the plant. This is what actually has the effect. Now, normally you would buy paracetamols and the active ingredient that would be paracetamol. One active ingredient, nice and simple. But cannabis isn't that simple. There are hundreds of different compounds within it. The, the cannabinoids are what are the um, psychoactive compounds of it. So that's the, the THC, so the Delta 9, and the CBD, the ones that we're most familiar with. And these, in a particular ratio, will have a different effect. And that's the only major ones. These are ones, the, the actual phytocannabinoids that mimic the endocannabinoids that we produce and fit into the same receptors, and they're produced by the plant. But that's only one tiny little bit. That's the only, but that is the most predominant cannabinoids in there. We've got other compounds called terpenes. These are what produce smells. So you'll be very familiar with terpenes already. It's what those kind of smells that you get in your fabric conditioners, what other plants produce. So when you smell a flower, that smells a particular way. I mentioned terpenes and I mentioned cannabinoids. But we've also got another group of compounds called flavonoids, which produce the colours in the plants. Now, that's three different groups. And I've not even hit lignins, amino acids and fatty acids. But these different combinations produce a different kind of medicine and a different effect. If you think of it a little bit like cake, you've got chocolate cake, you've got lemon cake, you've got Victoria sponge. They're all cake, but they're all different cakes. And cannabis is very much like that. And it all depends on those. Some will be missing the chocolate that you would have in the chocolate cake. And some will have lemon in. So they will have different effects. And some people will like them. And others will absolutely detest them. So that's how complex this is. And, and that's kind of really simplifying it down. And you've spoken about that before to us. About the wide range of combinations of THC, CBD, I was wondering now if you could speak about why it's important to get medical cannabis legalised and controlled within the UK so that you can find that right combination of THC, CBD, terpenes, etc. that fits the patient profile. It's all about knowing what you're taking. Drugs are not the problem. They're not dangerous. It's not knowing what drugs you're taking. It's not knowing the concentration. So if somebody reacts badly and doesn't enjoy a compound called CBM, which can quite often make people very, very sleepy. And if you don't know the strain you've got has got a high, you know, a high amount of that in it, it could impair your ability to function or ability to be able to drive. So it's important to know that you've got what, what you're actually getting and understanding how much there is of there. So you can, you can actually medicate appropriately for the appropriate time of the day. You, I kind of see why when some people take cannabis, they can feel anxious or it can help with their anxiety. So it's because of the varying compounds and the, the varying terpenes, THC, like you've mentioned. I guess that miscommunication, that lack of awareness in those varying compounds is where a lot of negative connotations comes in. So how do you hope to change that in the future? 
Well, hopefully what we will see is a, a variety of products with transparency, full transparency of what's in them, rather than just the THC and the CBD being reported currently. I would like to see a full sweep of terpenes being reported so that if you know there's a particular one in there that doesn't agree with you, you can stay away from that strain. And the change in knowledge of how medicinal cannabis works is evolving so quickly. So how are the professional worlds of doctors and MPs responding to this change? Are they accepting of it? I think it's definitely a change in society as a whole. I think there's a lot more acceptance um, of cannabis being used as a medicine. Um, as you say, we were down at the Houses of Parliament with MedCan support presenting data done by Drug Science uh, about the effects of cannabis on seizure reduction within children. Um, and I was quite disappointed to see very few MPs arriving. It was the, the same MPs that were still coming who had always been championed. There were no new faces. So I would encourage anybody to actually who's listening to this podcast to write to their MP, send papers to them of actual um, peer-reviewed journals about your condition as well. Give them the information so that they can actually read it because there's, st there's still a lot of barriers. There's still a lot of people who don't even realise that um, cannabis is legal for medicinal purposes. People still, you know, you can get cannabis on prescription, even though you have to go through a private clinic. Um, people still don't actually realise that it is, you know, legal. So there is, there's definitely been a change of opinion occurring, but there's still a lot of education to be done there. So what you're saying is that, say, if I were a patient who wanted to look into medical cannabis it's all legal and the framework is sort of there but it's the putting it into practice that's missing currently so what would you say the next steps are one of the biggest next steps i would like to see is a domestic supply in this country unfortunately all the prescriptions are imported at the moment but a domestic supply would make it a lot easier for patients to get access so it would be much easier there wouldn't be the delay between the product coming from the farm and going to the actual pharmacies and then uh, the continuity of supply, there could be a better understanding of it, a reduction in the carbon footprint as well and air miles. So that's where I would really like to see the industry start to go towards is, is really working towards this domestic supply and it being produced in this country by the people who live here. You've made some really salient points. And I remember you said that cannabis it degrades relatively fast. So if you have an import from, let's say, Australia, that the time between production and then consumption is such a long time that you aren't sure what you're having in the end compared to what was initially produced. I did want to go back to what you'd said about going to Parliament with MedCans. You also mentioned drug science. Could you tell me a little bit about Drug Science? Drug Science uh, are a charity who have put together Project 2021. The reason that we keep being given that cannabis is not being legalised or the NHS can't prescribe is because there isn't the evidence. So what Drug Science are trying to do is provide that evidence. If a patient listening to this podcast with chronic pain was to take one piece of advice away from this today, what would your piece of advice be to them? Manage your expectations of cannabis. It is one tool and it is a fantastic tool. For some people, it's an absolute miracle. For some people, it doesn't. It, it isn't that. It isn't that miracle drug. Um, 
But there are so many different strains. And maybe it's the first strain, and I spoke about the, the cannabinoids and the terpenes and the different ratios. That first strain you may try may not be the one for you. It might not be correct. But if you manage your expectations of, of cannabis, that it's a quality of life improver, you'll see better results that way instead of hoping that this is going to be the life-changing experience that it might not be. Thank you, Callie. That's a really nice note to end on. And I hope the people listening realise that cannabis can be great, but we have to go in with, with a bit of a sensibility. This podcast is brought to you by Lever Clinic and is available on Spotify, Apple Music and all other streaming platforms. Lever Clinic is approved by the Care Quality Commission and is the UK's first online clinic for persistent pain. They create a personalised and adjustable care plan for their patients, working alongside various healthcare professionals including doctors, nurses, clinical psychologists and physiotherapists. Lever Clinic are currently offering a free initial appointment when you register with them so if you do have any queries, visit levaclinic.com. That's L-E-V-A clinic.com. See you next time.